Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about uh, photo exhibitions and I suppose the process of putting one together and how the you know, how that all works. And just recently, as a part of the Brisbane Photography Festival, I helped put together a exhibition um, at one of the local art galleries in Brisbane and so I thought, you know, some people might be sitting out there thinking at some point in time they'd like to do an exhibition of their work and just some of the stuff to consider and some of the, I suppose, the realities of actually putting a show together and getting it hung on the walls and getting it um, in front of people to enjoy your, your work. So I suppose it's, uh, let's get into it. So obviously one of the very first things is you're going to need a body of work to choose your images from now a lot of people like they've been shooting for many many years so they have quite a lot of images you know maybe in your archives and you know so you probably have enough material if you really sit think about it to go through and pick some images and the challenge is actually really how you select the images and how you kind of theme it you know if you do a, a an exhibition that's particularly on a you know one particular um, underlying theme like it's a nature theme where all the pictures are you know images that you've captured in nature um, then obviously you can kind of you know that gives you the basis to um, start choosing the images but you may have a I suppose a, a mixture of work where you've done a variety of different stuff so you might have you know have shot nature you might have shot um, portraiture of people, you may have shot street photography, you may have shot landscapes, travel, and you know, maybe other things like you might have done product photography, like food photography, or, or, or many, you know, all the different other things that you can do with your camera. So again, I think it's, you know, it's up to you to decide what you want to showcase, I suppose, if you're doing a photo exhibition, and just, you know, choosing the images. So that's the very first thing. So I think if you're starting to, if you're thinking that some point in the future you'd like to do it, I'd probably suggest like setting up a, a folder somewhere on your computer where you keep your images and maybe as you take photos or you're going through your photos and you find stuff that you think that that might be a good image to put in an exhibition, just start creating yourself like a, um, a folder that, that, you know, for an exhibition. So just start putting images in that folder that you may think of down the track and it may not be you're planning to do it straight you know in the next 12 months it could be longer but the problem I think is sometimes when you have to go back for the archives and you know you've got a particular shot and you're digging around for it but if you start kind of creating a collection of images and it could be like images that you've starred as a you know highly rated image but just have some method of actually over time just making that um, folder with those images in there so if you do go down the track of actually doing an exhibition then you can kind of go to there and start that's a good place to start then you've got a, a kind of a, uh, a collection already building in there and I think that's you know important so I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about the exhibition that I've just been recently involved in in Brisbane and as far as selecting the images that was rather easy because <coughs> Because the images came from a competition that we ran, the Click Awards, 
um, which was run in the Canon Collective Facebook group, which many people listening to this may have heard me talk about the Canon Collective before. But for the last two years, there's been a competition called the Click Awards where people can enter images and they got judged. And typically it was an online thing where the, the winners were you know, shown online. And so we decided as a part of the Brisbane um, Photography Festival to make it an actual physical exhibition so people could actually see some prints on the wall. So for, for the process of actually picking the images, we took the, uh, and there was 12 winning pictures in each of the categories uh, over the last two years. So that was obviously a no-brainer, putting the winning pictures on the wall. Um, we decided to put up 48 images, print 48 images, because the gallery site, the gallery that we had in mind, um, 48 images just kind of works nicely, um, spaced on the walls, and you know, so that was kind of a good good number to pick. Which meant we had to pick 24 other images, which we then picked from the uh, finalists from each year, and we um, got those images from that, so we could take it out to the the 48 so from that from that process that was quite simple i think compared to say um you're sitting at home going through your files on your computer and, and trying to pick so if you decided that you were going to hang you know 48 images on the wall in a gallery somewhere how you choose those 48 images and that's why i say the idea of start to put them into a folder and just build a collection there so you've got somewhere to just pick from but like I said, our job was made a little bit easier, but still difficult because obviously, um, you know, we had to kind of work through um, selecting some of those other images and making sure, um, you know, they were going to work okay um, as prints. So, so that's what we did. So, and obviously, once you have, you know, you've gone down the path, you've chosen your images, and now you're getting to the point of where you're going to start looking at seriously. So, you, I mean start going around and looking at spaces where you can actually um, put your images up so there's you know sometimes there's spaces where you can do uh, the space where you can hang pictures and there's no cost to you it's like a maybe a part of a public space i know in brisbane there's a number of places where for a small small exhibitions um you know the local council has some spaces available in different hubs around Brisbane where you can display photos on the wall but typically they tend to be um, smaller spaces where you couldn't display too many pictures so depending on how, ma how many pictures you want to have in your in your exhibition um, so again it's just a matter of like getting out getting on Google and start googling um, you know photo galleries art galleries those type of things in your area to see what's available and then obviously start contacting them to find out pricing and stuff like that and you know that's the next challenge obviously too if you're doing a exhibition there's going to be costs involved so you're going to have a cost for your frames you're going to have costs for your printing you're going to have costs for your uh, exhibition space and then the other cost is obviously your time of actually putting all this together and once you do put it all together then there's also then there's um you need to let people know it's happening. So again, that's another part, you know, time, potentially some type of sponsored ads on social media or something like that to let people know. Again, it's things, all these things need to be considered when you're thinking about doing a photo exhibition. So let's go back to, I suppose, you know, we've, let's, let's, let's surmise now that we've, we've, we've chosen our pictures. We've got our, you know, we've got our collection together ready for um, printing 
So the next thing you need to do is, is obviously So the next thing you need to do is choose a printer to print those images. And you know, there's, um, there's printers and there's printers. Um, sometimes if you use a printing service like at one of the, I suppose, big retail outlets where they do print, you know, they can print quite large prints. <coughs> quite often things like color space um, may not be uh, they may not print, the images may not come out the way that you, you're seeing them on your computer. But if you talk to a dedicated printer, someone who prints, um, you know, professionally, they'll talk to you about the colour space, they'll talk about, you know, how you need to have the files ready for printing. So basically when you print the files, it is looks like what you've been looking at on your computer because that's the, I suppose, experience for some people, like I said, who've gone and got stuff printed and then when they've, printed and looked at it you know it's it's really green or it's really some other color cast or something else is not quite the all the colors don't quite pop the way they do on your screen so again it's worth talking to a few printers and getting some ideas and getting and a lot of the printers will actually help you giving you tips and and that how to get your file ready and that's worth you know if you're going to show your work i suppose you want to try and show it in the best possible way and if you do kind of go down a, a route of using a kind of a retail printer they may not they may not come across on the wall as quite as um, much impact or, or beauty as they would if they were professionally printed so so that's something to consider is start doing your research on looking at printers in your area and talking to printers maybe dropping in and seeing them and have a chat and say i'm thinking i'm doing an exhibition i'm going to have this number and then start talking about getting some pricing for the actual printing and so that's one part of the printing process. And the other part of the printing process is decide what size you're going to print them. So, you know, probably if you're going to hang them on the wall, you're probably not going to hang, make them, print them any smaller than uh, like an A4 size. Um, you may want to print them at A3 or you may even want to print a couple at, at a larger size. So, and that's something you can consider about having a mixture of sizes on the wall. So you may have, a you know, one uh, wall where you've got a, a a different piece of space where you may choose to print them larger but again these are all considerations that you need to to think about and uh, some images will be more suited to be su uh, shot some images will be more suited to like a printed in a large format have more kind of impact to them um, so again so these are the considerations that you have to kind of go for is that thinking about the printing the printing size and once you've got the that, that kind of idea in your head, you know, talking to printers and getting prices and that type of thing. So the next challenge after that is once you've, you know, you've selected your images, you've found someone who can print them, and then you're now looking at how you're going to hang them on the wall. And I have seen people where they've just simply hung raw prints on the wall. Um, there's different techniques that people do. There's, um, I've seen it in some places where people will use like um, like a masking tape and they'll stick a metal washer, a couple of metal washers to the wall and then put the print to the wall and then use some 
little magnets. You can buy the little magnets that are used on the magnetic whiteboards um, to hold the prints in place on the wall. So they're completely frameless. They just stuck look like they're just stuck to the wall, but it's, it's not a permanent thing. It's a it's a removable thing. So that's one. You know, that's one. I suppose that's your first option is just doing a having a raw print exhibition where the prints are just simply attached to the wall using that method or maybe some other method that you might devise to, to be able to simply put the um, prints on the wall. I mean, uh, I've seen exhibitions where people have done the washing line effect where, you know, they've strung um, string or fishing line or some other um, medium across between two points and then hung the prints like washing on a clothesline um, using things like, you know, wooden clothes pegs or, or, or something similar um, some type of other clips that to hold them into place so they just hang there. And again, it really depends, I suppose, what type of look you're going for. Whether you're going for the classical, you know, classic um, photo gallery look or whether you're trying to go something a little bit different. And again, these are all things that you have to kind of start considering and thinking about um, and working out which direction you're going to go with it. So if you do decide to go down the, the framed path then obviously um, professional framing is fantastic but it, it's also super expensive so and there are outlets like things like IKEA and that who have ranges of different frames that are for the for the what they cost they're actually good value for money if you're wanting something consistently to 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 look consistent on the wall with the framing and through a range of different sizes um, Places like that actually do have a range of frames that are at a kind of a uh, an accessible price. They're not super expensive. Um, I mean, they're not the you know they're not, they're not the best frames in the world, but they're perfect for the they're, they're good. They're fit for purpose, so they actually will do what you want it to do. So that's consideration is to look at you know options where places that sell um, pre-made frames to have a look at what's available and see if there's any and they come in different styles. So again, it's going to be personal choice of choosing something that suits you you know whether it's a timber finish on the frame or whether it's white or whether it's black or or some other type of finish again you, you'll have your you know your input into what you how you'd like to see your work framed um, but that's you know one of the things that you really have to kind of get that part under under control and work out how you're going to do that and just be mindful too when you are looking at frames is that some frames are easier to hang than others in a gallery space some frames you know take a little bit of um you have to adapt different things to make them sit on the wall properly um so it's always good to kind of have an idea the space that you're going to hang it so the next part of the I suppose the next part of the process is really trying to find that place where you're going to hang them and then see what options are available if you're going to hang them in frames whether they've got a hanging system and typically galleries will have a track at the top of the between just at the top of the wall just below the ceiling where typically um, wires attached sometimes they're they're a stainless steel wire or sometimes they're like a like a fishing line type material um, where they clip into the track and they can be slid along and they hang down and they have a, a hook system that fastens to them with an adjustable clasp so you can move it up and down to get the levels right some of them, like the, um, I've used some of the ones with have the stainless steel wire. They have a little grub screw with a little Allen key that sets it into position. So you move it up and down the, the wire and then you tighten it into that position and it stays locked in that position. 
So again, there's different types of systems used in different types of galleries and that type of thing. So like I said, when choosing your frame, sometimes it's important to know, I suppose, have a little bit of foresight how the hang system might work because some of them if you use a very deep frame that the the part that the hook attached to might be deep inside the frame, which may not suit that particular system. So again, it's like, you need to do that kind of research and just find out, you know, the space that you're going to uh, hang the pictures in, what options are available to you as far as hanging the pictures. And uh, again, you don't want to get to the point of printing your photos, having them in frames, finding a gallery, then get there on the day to put them up and then find it's difficult to hang them on the wall because of the frames or the system that's used by the gallery um, because you hadn't thought about that process, um, you know, beforehand. So after you've you know you've got your you've got your pictures selected, you've got them printed, you've chosen a frame. The next thing obviously is to look at the, the spaces and and you know like I said choose a choose somewhere there that you're comfortable with as far as um, talking to the people in that space, um, how helpful they are, um, what they can offer as far as maybe assistance um, when you go to actually do the exhibition. So a lot of them have websites and a lot of them have their own social media which they'll promote um, exhibitions on because obviously they've got a lot of galleries have multiple spaces and they want to bring as many people through the door as possible so you know your exhibition if it brings people into the gallery then obviously potentially they may go into other spaces in the gallery and look at other works and you know so you know some people run a like a an exhibition for the process of actually selling the images and that's another thing you need to choose, you know, are the images that you're going to display, are they going to be for sale or are you just simply having them there to, to kind of show what, you know, an example of your work. So again, some people will try to balance the cost of the printing, the framing, the gallery space by putting a price on some of those images and then selling those images through the gallery. And so that's an option as well to look at whether um, that's something you want to do as well, whether it's going to be an exhibition where people can buy the works on the wall. And again, it will depend on the gallery. Some galleries actually take, they'll charge you a flat fee um, for the space. So it's just like dry hire, you're just hiring the space and then you're just hanging, uh, hanging your images on the wall. And if you sell the, the images, you um, pocket the, the proceeds from that. Some galleries actually take a commission, um, a handling fee, and that can be because they'll, they'll do the whole transaction for you. So basically someone comes in, chooses, sees something on the wall, they want to purchase that. Um, they will do the, the sale negotiation, they'll do the processing of payment, and then they will pay you um, the balance after they've taken out their commissions, um, handling fees. So again, that's another thing to talk about with different galleries, depending on what, how you're going to actually you know how you're going to actually do the process what you're going to actually do whether you're actually going to have a a um, paid exhibition where people are going to you know we're going to try and sell stuff from the exhibition or whether you're just going to be purely for someone to come in and just enjoy the photography um, where you're not hoping to sell any of the pieces and again these are all considerations that you need to sit down work through these things and um, work out which direction and there's no right or wrong you know there's people who who do both um they have the um, exhibitions where it's just purely up there for people to look at 
and then other exhibitions people are expecting to try and sell some of the images to recoup some of the cost and again that's something that you need to kind of work through that process okay so let's have a look down we've got our prints and we've selected our images we've got our prints we've got our framing and we've found our um, where we're going to display them we found our gallery so then the process is obviously you know um, you have to get in there and do the hanging so you have to actually get in there and hang the the images and what you want to try and do is like typically when you hire it they might say you know this is a hang day um, and they and, and different galleries have different processes so when they bump out a, an exhibition it might be a bump out on a certain day and a bump in on that same day so where you you know someone's taking their work down which is much quicker than putting it up but what you want to do is you want to give yourself give yourself on the day that you're going to actually go and hang your prints on the wall you want to give yourself plenty of time because it takes time because uh, as you start kind of um, unpacking you know just the unpacking process and then starting to scatter the prints around the, and working out groupings how you're going to group the prints um, if you've got if you've got space you know in your garage or somewhere um, what I'd probably suggest you do which would save you a bit of time on the day of actually hanging is get all your prints together and start positioning them around like in your garage um, stacking them around the walls and looking at grouping how you might group them together and then move them shuffle them around and that can save you time actually yet you know on the day of hanging as well if you've kind of pre pre-planned the grouping and then what you can do obviously get those photos um, together in the different groups and then you can pack them up um, so either when you transport them there they're already they're already stored in the same box or or you've taken a um, uh, a photograph of them grouped together so you know kind of you, you can quickly reproduce it well you may just come up with a simple system of you know putting a little sticker on the back saying you know this is group one this and all the pictures in group what you consider to be group one would have a little sticker on there and then obviously you can do that but these are things to try and save your time because one of the things like I said just being involved in a recent um, exhibition and hang is that um, it took a bit of time to work out and position them around the room and work out which pictures complement each other and position them um, in the correct way and like I said so you'd put hang them and sometimes you hang and you walk back go no that one would be better if I moved it slightly to the left and moved it next to close to that image um, so it kind of flowed on but again this is something you can do before you actually get to the gallery space you can actually do a dry run at home just getting those positioning right um, and like I said and that can save a bit of stress on the day because when you are hanging out and you, like if you're working to a deadline because typically you've hired the gallery space for a, you know a selected amount of time that you know you need to have kind of on the day that you're doing the hanging you need to kind of complete it so because typically the next day you'd have some type of opening where people would come in and you may um, have some type of you know um, celebration or something where you know some of the galleries have bars and, and other things but or, or catering even available so we can have invite people and actually then have um, you know like an opening and people can have a chat to you about some of the works and those types of things and again so these are things that you can um, need to consider and so you need like I said to make sure that um, things run to schedule and like I said rather than put yourself in a situation where you're under a lot of stress trying to actually get the get the pictures hung on the wall and having difficulties 
Um, and again, it's it's worthwhile, like I said, pre-going to um, before the day of the hanging, is to go make a time with the gallery to go there with um, a couple of your frames that you're going to use, and just see how it fits and sits together with the hanging system to make sure there's no glitches, um, because everything can be solved. Like any problem can be solved, um, but sometimes you need time to solve a problem. So it might be that, you know. Um, you need to change the hooks on the back of the pictures and you need to you know, go to a local hardware store and buy some a different hook or a, a different clip or some other thing that you might need just to adapt it so it fits better. But it's better to find these things out way before the event so then when you get there you've got um, all the things that you need to kind of complete the job and get the pictures hung on the wall. So, you know, and again, like I said, just having done that, process of the you know um you know the printing and you know mounting and putting them in the frames um then the other thing of consideration as well too like once you've got all the frames um transporting them you need to have come up with some type of system where whether you get some you know boxes that are suitable and you can put some little separators so you can transport the images um or the so you can transport the 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 framed images without them getting damaged getting to the gallery so that's the other consideration as well <coughs> yeah because like I said there's there's lots of moving parts to this process really when you think about it. and that's why I thought I'd break this down because just recently I've done it I thought you know if people are considering doing something like this it's it's probably good just to have the conversation to get people you know, to consider it. And, and look, I think if you haven't um, thought about doing an exhibition of your work and you've got a fair body of work, it's definitely something worth considering and, and at least doing some research to see what, um, how you might do it. And you might also be able to, I mean, sometimes, you know, there's, we've been pretty much talking about solo exhibition, but sometimes people do a joint exhibition. And sometimes someone will do an exhibition with someone, another artist who works in a different medium. And that works quite well as, as, you know, you can actually have someone who maybe does, um, who paints and, you know, once there's a, can't fill the gallery space, um, you may be able to complement that with some of your photography or maybe someone does some sculpture that you know. Again, these things are options that you could work with another creative to create an exhibition that's interesting for people to come along and see some different types of, different type of art um, and different type of work and that type of stuff. So so I hope this has got you kind of thinking about that process of if you were going to do a photo exhibition, um, some of the things to consider. And like I said, the other thing too is um, get it along to as many, if you're considering doing it, get along to as many photo exhibitions as you can. You know, just look in your local, local area to see what, what is happening. Um, get along, have a look. If they've got opening nights, quite often opening nights are typically free. Pop in and have a look. Just see how people run the night, just to give you some ideas on how they're doing it, what they're doing, what they're offering. Um, and this will help you formulate your own plan to run a successful exhibition. Um, and I said, I think it's, look, it's well worth the effort. If, if, it's, if you've got a body of work and you want to kind of take yourself to the next level, and it is a kind of a... A bit of a daunting thing to think that you're putting your work out there on the line that people can come and come and see it but I think it's kind of is a it's a great achievement if you can get to that point where 
you have some exhibited works hanging somewhere in a gallery for a period, it really does, I suppose, lift your confidence as a photographer. Anyway, like I said, as always, podcasts like this, we just try to get you thinking about different things around photography and get you kind of, I suppose, hopefully, you know, keep moving forward with your photography and keep improving. Until next time, this has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. See ya.